<laughs> All right, enough, Matt. I just thought that was cool. I don't know. Okay. All right, welcome to the 13th episode of the Seeing Red Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Amanzata. That dude making the fucking onomatopoeia. Wicked beats. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking um, beatboxer over there, the <laughs> Justin Timberlake wannabe, the can't eat wheat. Who doesn't want to be Justin Timberlake? Timberlake, hey? Yeah. I don't know. Timberlake. <laughs> same thing. Okay. Not the same thing. There's some sort of like bad joke. That's in here. like a, yeah. Like. When Justin Timberlake goes to the washroom, he takes a Timberlake. Nice. Yeah. There it Saved goes. it. It's the highbrow humor. You get here at the Seeing Red podcast. <laughs> Matt Gabe, what's going on, man? Having lots of fun today, Joe. Yeah, I can see that. Thanks for asking. Good high energy room today. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Thanks for finally dressing up for the show, too. Hey, I'm telling you, we're going to get on a webcast one day, and you guys are all like peasants, and I'm going to be fucking classing up the joint. So <laughs> Didn't get the business casual memo for today. <laughs> or any day. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, that other voice you heard on the microphone, the logic N6 to my logic. <laughs> Hi, Cody. Hey, man. What's going on? Man, he's a white guy. and I didn't even get that one. Yeah. Who, who's N6? I don't know. The dude, I just looked it up. Logic's the executive producer on his own mixtape. And the other dude who executive produced it with him is a guy named Six. Six IX. Whoa. Yeah. So there you go. I learned flexecution. something. Mr. Flexecution. Do I sound like Logic? No. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Nowhere to go but up from here. So we are going to talk about some stuff. We're in the dog days of summer. There's really not a lot going on. Everyone kind of hates this point, the sports schedule, because there's not a lot. If you're not a baseball fan, there's really nothing. But College are, football starts like next weekend. That is true. Wow. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Is that next weekend? It's like August 20th or something. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. I don't know. Are you sure? That seems early. It doesn't the college season usually start like one week before the NFL season. Maybe it's like pre-conference games or something. Okay. Oh, so it usually, like the... it usually starts in August. Okay. I know uh, the English Premier League is back, so you guys are going to be very thrilled to know about that. Neat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like this is all a long way of us saying that there's not a lot going on, so don't expect... A lot from us today. Not that you would anyway, but <laughs> especially temporary expectations today. We're going to take you to the break. We're going to come back with some things and some stuff because some things and some stuff did indeed happen. So, yeah. Great how, teaser, Joe. How general is that? I could work for a fortune cookie company with shit like that. <laughs> Crack that bitch open and it tells you something good may or may not happen eventually. Okay, good. Nice. Profit, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's enough. Cody. Do the transition thing. We'll see you when we come back. Music on the Seeing Red podcast is brought to you by Come Me Out Swing. You can find their social media stuff on Twitter and Instagram at COS Calgary. You can find their music on Facebook and Bandcamp. All right. So, for those of you who didn't see, the like one piece of flames news this week was we signed Tyler Watherspoon to a one year, two year, two way contract. Uh, 625k which is basically league minimum for his uh, years of service in the NHL and 125k in the AHL which is actually quite a bit uh, similar two-way deals that like Freddie Hamilton has pay him like 65 70k in the A so it would appear that Watherspoon's kind of given himself a lower ceiling in exchange for a higher floor and obviously the one-year deal kind of implies that 
he really thinks he can make a jump and earn himself a way better contract one year from now, where presumably he's a UFA because this was his last RFA eligibility period. Oh, really? I believe so. Okay. Cody can maybe double check that shit. But at any rate, like we said, if Smead does play hockey, Watherspoons our seventh D-man, I would guess that if Schmid's not on the roster, that Wallerspoon slots into our top six as an everyday starter. Do you like that? Does that make you feel good? Does that make you feel nervous? Well, it doesn't make me feel one way or the other yet. I think it's too early to tell. Like, what do you mean too early to tell? Teaspoon's been a guy that's in our system for a long time, and I yeah. still don't know what to make of him. Like, that's he's just beige. not good, in my opinion. He's just beige. I don't think he's particularly good. I don't think he's particularly bad, which I guess you take it as your sixth defenseman, your seventh defenseman who could be a sixth, right? I guess. Like, like if we're trotting, what, do, what does he do particularly well, in your opinion? Nothing. Yeah, and what does he do particularly poorly? Score points. Yeah, that's a good point. Like he doesn't really drive play, I guess. And like if he plays on our back pairing with England, he won't that, really have too many opportunities to do so. That's not a great pairing. I'm not super psyched to have England and Watherspoon out there in any situation because England's a boat anchor, right? And Watherspoon's yeah. not good enough to carry him. So they're just kind of fucking out there in no man's land. A lot of people will be quick to say that last year England showed a little more than he has in previous years. Oh, I, just, I thought he was pretty dumpy. I thought he was just okay. I don't know. For how much money he makes, he's always going to be bad. Yeah. But he seemed more competent a little bit, I would agree with some people, uh, in terms of the last year. But, I mean, how many great third pairings are there in the NHL, you know? For the most part, people just ride their top four like into the goddamn ground for fucking fifty minutes Fair. a night. And, but I mean, Bob Hartley was so quick to just fucking like you remember in the playoffs, Tyler Watherspoon did play a little bit, which was two years ago now. Yeah, and he just like was fucking glued to the bench, played like literally like six minutes a night. And like he was competing with like Raf Diaz, like yeah. there wasn't really a lot of competition for that ice time. They just like didn't trust him. Yeah. And I guess Bob's gone now, and we'll see what fucking uh, Glenn can get out of him, right? Yeah. But So, obviously, our top pair, Geo and Brody. Brody. Our second pair, logically, would be Hamilton and Weidman, but they're both right-handed shots. Do we care about that? Like, no. uh, this league pays a premium on right-handed, right-handed defensemen, yeah. so wouldn't you spread them out, or is that dumb? You could. Uh, That's Wyman, an honest question. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. Dougie played a little bit with England last year, right? Yeah. Out of necessity. Yeah. So you could try to rekindle that. And then you could have maybe Weidman and Watherspoon that you only pull out in offensive zone draws, which kind of lets Weidman kind of like fucking freewheel and just, you know, do what he does best, which of course is shoot the puck. And then maybe you could like park Watherspoon closer to the blue line and just make him be a stay at home defenseman. Are Weidman or, uh, yeah, Weidman and Hamilton are only right handed defensemen? Is Watherspoon, England, Yoki Paka all lefty? Oh, right. We have Kevin, too. Yeah. I would assume so. I, I don't know uh, guys shot hands, I guess. Geo and Brody are both well lefty, right? I would assume so, I, yeah. Geo's like, for sure. You would know better than I would. I don't, I'm not. I'm just thinking in terms like they all they talked about in picking our World Cup team was like right-handed D. We need Shea Weber. We need Petrangelo or whoever. I don't Did he even get picked. I don't think he did. But you know what I mean? Like, there's a premium placed on right-handed. Does that not sound like... Like kind of in baseball when teams are like, we need some like left-handed power bats, but there's just not a lot of them. But, but like, so like, but like if you're like a left-handed pitcher, if you're just a guy who can throw a baseball with your left hand, you're gonna have a job forever. Yeah. Right. 
I guess that makes and sense. like draws and stuff. If you really need a power play goal, you set up your right-handed defenseman in the middle. If the draws to the goalie's left, because right. then he's already in the slot pointed at the net. Yeah. If you like don't have uh, that right-handed defenseman with a good shot, you just like can't set up that play. That's why the Capitals put Ovechkin back there because, because they don't have right-handed. that right. right-handed defenseman with offensive skills. Yeah. So that is kind of like I don't know. You would it would seem logical to spread them out. But if it's just for that specifically then it really shouldn't matter. I think there's more to it. Like if you're in your own end, a righty defenseman kind of taking the draw in front of your net is like different from either side. Like in terms of like, if it's if you're in the defensive zone and the face off to your goalie's right, your left-handed defenseman has a stick like already in the slot in the lane. Yeah. A right-handed defenseman has a stick like away Towards from the Towards the fucking face off. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is like inconvenient, right? Yeah. So I think there is like if you, okay. strategy that way in terms of drawing up plays and stuff. Right. So, I don't know. But then, so what are your pairings? Let's say I'm right. Let's pretend for once I'm right. Okay. <laughs> so that we split up Hamilton and Wyvern. Like, what's our second pair? Uh, I think Hamilton you, you and... You have to give those minutes to Dougie and... Who, right? Yoki Paka? Anglin, right? Anglin? He's yeah. your top four D-man? Like, you that's, have to. That, that's why... I'm, this kind of brings me to my next point. Like, I don't really think there's a good option there. If we're going to split up Weidman and Hamilton and, like, Weidman slowed down, we all know that. If he's playing your bottom six or your four, you know, five, six pairing, we're all fine with that. Right. But then you have to need someone to step up. And I don't really, I don't think Watherspoon's going to do that. I'm not really sure Yogi Pack is going to do that. And I like, hope to God England doesn't do that because he's bad. Yeah. But there are defensemen still out there on the free agent market. And like I said, if we put Schmied on the LTIR, that frees up three and a half million of cap space. There's like a lot of D-man that you could get for three and a half million that I think would like do a better job in that role than the options we currently have. I think I know the name that your little fucking like Matt Goob boner is pointing towards right now, but I just want to hear your dirty, filthy mouth say it. Well, the obvious choice is Chris Russell, right? Oh, I do it. Laugh all you want. Like he's still available. Uh huh. To our knowledge. Does he offer you a significant upgrade over what Derek Anglin can offer you at yes. 2.5? Or two seven five, whatever he's making. I, I would say. Furthermore, so. okay. First of all, what kind of deal would you offer Chris Russell? Because we traded him because, ideally or uh, presumably, they thought they couldn't re-sign him at the clip that he wanted. So right? I could be misremembering, but I believe the ask was like a four by four, right? Four mil for four years, and we said we're not prepared to pay that, so we traded him. Obviously, the market is not willing to pay him for four by four or else right. someone would have offered him that contract already, right? Right. So let's say a three by two. Let's okay. give him Schmid's exact contract, three and a half by two. Is that so bad? You're literally just trading Schmid for Chris Russell. That's an upgrade right there for the same money. Chris Russell has chemistry with most of our top four defense already. He's clearly a capable NHLer. He's only, what, like 32? Like so he's he, not a bag Chris of bones. Russell? Yeah. 29 29 and we're ready to just give this guy up for dead <laughs> seriously like he he did career two years ago and then like he wasn't exactly a liability this year or last year i don't know about he that. underperformed compared to our playoff season 100 percent. right he but, regressed back to the mean and the mean is probably somewhere in between dumpster fire chris russell last year and like pretty good chris russell two years ago but if he regresses to his mean and his mean is a fourth Average dude fourth or fifth defenseman i'd take that yeah, I suppose. In the last four years, have you seen Chris Russell been worse than Derek England? 
I wouldn't say so. I think he's basically been better than Derek every I year. I think they're, I think it's kind of a wash. So really? I think, yes. I think if you can save the in money. In terms of like defensive zone coverage and like not being a goon. I think Chris Russell has like moments where he's just as clueless as Derek England, but is also significantly smaller. Really? Yes. Chris Russell's greatest strength is that he gets in front of pucks. Is that? I think like, yes, he has a shot block record. That's cool or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't say his greatest strength is blocking shots. Then what would you say is his greatest strength? He's like a capable defender. He's intelligent. He's well positioned. You're right. He's small. I think he doesn't have be, a great shot. You need to be careful. He doesn't with have this. great wheels. You have to be careful with this well positioned shit because, man, if there's something I know about Flames Twitter is they love to just show you every single gif of Chris Russell being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Okay, but in in Chris Russell's defense, we're playing in the Bob Hartley system of defense can just do what they want. Okay, fuck it. You want to be in front of the net? You want to be cherry picking at the other team's red line? I don't give a shit. You play defense. We don't have roles on this team. <laughs> Seriously, well, fuck. Was that not what we were playing? Or Chris Russell's paired with Dennis Wyman or Gio, who's like four checking behind the other team's net, and then he Chris Russell gets shat on because he gives up a two on one. It's like, well, what the fuck? Where's my partner? He's signing autographs in the eighth row when I'm on the ice trying to play defense here. I okay. think our team is like better suited for his skill set now than it was last year. So is three point five the most yes. you'd be willing to stomach? I'm not gonna go crazy and shoot the lights out here, but I'm saying. For the same money we've already committed to Schmied, and if he's healthy, we like have to pay him and put him on the ice. I think Chris Russell's a direct upgrade. And would he obviously he played well with Weidman. That was like a pairing, right? I would be more willing to do this if it was a one year thing. If he was like three and a half for one year. I bet you Chris Russell would sign that contract. 100% he would. Why are we not offering that to him? Because clearly the fucking higher ups, because they see him every fucking day, have decided it's just not worth it. Furthermore, we know. You mentioned four by four is what he wanted right. last year, if you're remembering correctly. He has not turned down the Leafs deal, right? Did the Leafs offer him something that's yes. like on the table? The Leafs have offered him something, I'm pretty sure. I don't but know if they've actually offered him anything. Just he a, just has not turned anything down from them. So in my is, is ears, what I'm seeing from the that means that Twitter his theory. ask and what teams are valuing him at is so far apart that they haven't even like come close enough for someone to like paper an offer. Like they're offering one for two million, one year for two million. He wants four by four. So they just say fuck it and hang up the phone. That's what I fear. So if you can like just kind of bridge the gap, I think he'd be eager to sign. You know what? Because man? The, the clock's ticking. Like training camp opens like soon. Don't I know it? Fucking two thirds of the clothing line still don't have their new fucking deals. And I know it's almost September. You can stop tweeting at us. We don't know when they're going to sign. <laughs> Speaking of tweeting at us, I don't know when we're going to fit this in, but this seems like a logical transition. Uh, every fucking week during our second uh, transition, I guess, Matt Gieb goes like, who would you like your stupid fucking Twitter <laughs> handle? Uh, uh, shamelessly plugged on the show. Tweet in with at uh, seeing red, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, at seeing red underscore pod for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, he does that every fucking week, and for the past couple of weeks, Chang Pow Pow and at Real Good Joe or at Wilson eighty Real Good Joe and Chang Pow Pow have been good sports and have tweeted in when they could. So we appreciate that. That doesn't go unnoticed, um, and we appreciate the criticism, constructive or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you. So yeah, there you go. Okay, so if you're gonna take a dump on Chris Russell, there's other defensemen out there that I still think would be an upgrade. So, how would you feel about Barrett Jackman signing with the Flames? I would like that. Better like than Barrett Chris Jackman. Russell. 
for the same. If you got hit a choice between Jackman and Chris you want to do a name game? Sure. Okay. So, Cody, pull up some defenseman, dog. And then, okay, so just give us some names and compare them to Chris Russell. That Assuming are, everyone here is going to make... Right yeah. That we could sign tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. For probably less than three and a half million. Okay, three and a half million, we'll say, is like the deal. They basically, you, you replace Lattice Labs Mead with this guy with or Chris X. Russell. Okay. Okay, hmm. so Chris Russell or Barrett Jackman? I'd probably take Chris Russell, to be honest. I would probably take Barrett Jackman. I'd be fine with Jackman. If we announce that tomorrow, I'm not upset. But I, yeah, I, I don't know why. Bro, Barrett Jackman has a Calder Trophy under his fucking belt. Eight, how old is he? 32? So it's 14 years ago. 35. <laughs> He's 35. Holy shit. He is old as fuck. I didn't know that. Wow. I guess 35-year-old Barrett Jackman, 29-year-old Chris Russell. Yeah. I guess you might have to go with Chris Russell there. Who else we got? Uh, what about... <laughs> He's old. Um, what about Roman Ka- Hammerlick, Chris Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Anton Babchuk. Um, Babchuk. It'd be a bit of a down... Like a uh, cut and pay, but what about Kyle Quincy? Oh, I like he him. He's at 425. How old is he, Cody? 31. I kind of like him. Kyle Quincy. I can't believe he, he doesn't have a contract. With, yeah, he sucked with the Red Wings, but he was pretty good with the Avs. Did he suck with the Red Wings? I, I think, thought he was playing like top three. It was like I, Cronwall, Erickson, and him like running the show. I owned Nicholas Cronwall in my fantasy league last year, so he was hurt a lot. So I could, it wouldn't shock me if Kyle Quincy had to play a lot last year. So it could be kind of like, you know, when we have Chris Butler being our top shutdown <laughs> defenseman, he's like clearly being misdeployed, but you just like don't have other options. Yeah. But if we sign Quincy to play our fourth or fifth defense role... I wouldn't like hate that. Kyle Quincy for three and a half. You think he even like thinks about that after he's making four two five last year? He's thirty one years old. But that's the thing about being August eighteenth is that clearly no one wants these fucking guys. That's true for like anything close to what they're asking. Yeah. Or their agents have just like been on holidays all summer. Right. Like I think the idea is that you can get any of these still available free agents at like a bargain because that's like the Radam Verbata thing. Yeah. He went from five million last year to one million. Because the market soured on him and his agents had no choice but to take what was offered. Okay. Uh, you mentioned it before the show when we were brainstorming. James Wisniewski or Chris Russell? Probably Chris Russell, but I really like James Wisniewski. He's just kind of that offensive like power play guy, and we already have those. That's true. We have like really good skating, offensively talented defensemen. But we talk about how Tyler Watherspoon doesn't drive play, and that's like a little bit of a, a damper on what we think of him right it takes Fair. a little it's a little luster off the shine right so if we're looking for guys who can move the puck well i think james was new he's a guy that fits right in absolutely so. i like was kind of confused i believe he got traded to the ducks at the deadline yeah it was like a healthy scratch they had that whole thing where his equipment like didn't get on the plane mm-hmm. and he had to like miss his first game because he didn't have skates what really don't remember that i don't remember that i think that was was but anyways he like didn't play in the playoffs which was like kind of confusing because, like, no offense, Simone Dupre, but, like, you're kind of shitty. I think he's okay, actually. Well. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I like. I wouldn't hate Wisniewski. I feel like he's been, like, pretty solid. He was a Hurricane. He was a Blue Jacket. And he played top four minutes on both those teams. I think as our fifth guy. I like. He, like, had, like, a couple years, like, 50 points. Like, is a good player. So, but. He might have fed in between better. Between the healthy scratches and him being hurt. 
like, might have fit in better on the Harley Flames, where he can just like kind of come around his own net and just go to town. Do what the fuck he wants. Whereas assuming this Galutzin dude has like our defenseman actually playing defense, mm-hmm. that's like more suited to Chris Russell's game of like plink it off the glass and change. You know what I mean? Unrelated. Have we figured out how to say his last name yet? No. Okay. I, I refuse to. <laughs> <laughs> this is my show. I'll say it how I want. Glenn. Gullitson. Glenn G. I, I think it's Gullitson, but I'm Coach probably going to keep calling him Galutzin, So Yeah. <laughs> Gluten. Okay. All right. So, so, is that the end of our name game? I guess that's all we got. Hey, anything else notable on there, Cody? Um, Dennis Seidenberg. He hasn't been signed. Really? Dennis Seidenberg. He's good. I take him over Chris Russell. Me too. If we can get him for three and a half, I'm all over that. Thirty-five. His last contract was four mil. Thirty-five. So he's on the downside. Wouldn't be off the. Nicholas Grossman sucks. Like we don't want him. Two years for two million for Dennis Seidenberg. I am all over. Is that. Mark Dmitry Orlov? Dmitry Orlov? He's pretty young, isn't he? He was 25. a capital, right? Yeah. yeah. But okay, he, he so he's got the red thing by his name. He's an RFA, isn't he? But they haven't signed yes. him. Like Dmitry Orlov, like might be interesting. I don't know if you offer sheet him, but I don't really know how that works. I think his like, if you're an RFA that hasn't signed, you have an arbitration date coming up. Oh, that might which be should it. be like right fucking soon here. Yeah. But I think you're right. You can offer sheet, then Washington would either have to match or let him go. Yeah. I, I don't know if I offer sheet him. I don't know if he's worth that, but... 25 years old. I'm pretty sure he played in the Olympics, didn't he? Yeah. He had to have, because Russia has nobody to play defense. Yeah. So, he had an Olympian. Like, Orlov or Russell, I'd, I'd honestly take either of those guys over an Enkland or a Yoki Paka, but... Man, we don't know fucking shit about Kevin, man. He could be good. We only got to see him for like a cup of coffee after the season was already over. But I, I'm, I'm like, obviously, I'm not expecting him to score like 30, 40 points, like pitch and 10 goals or whatever. I'm just expecting him to be competent. The bar is so fucking low with between like Derek Anglin and Tyler Watherspoon. Not that Watherspoon's a bad player. I just. He's not a good player, right? He's not a good player. Yeah, exactly. He's beige. Why can't, why can't Yoki Paka be as good, if not better than Watherspoon? And vice versa. Why can't Watherspoon be better than Kevin? I think that's like the real like battle you're going to see this year. I want to see one of them kind of set themselves apart and really establish themselves as a top six defenseman in the NHL. Well, I think that's the whole idea of like Walderspoon took forever to sign and he ended up getting a two-way deal. I guarantee he was asking for a one-way, but Flames management just like didn't have confidence that he was going to be a constant mainstay on our big squad. And like, I don't think that's great if we're going to plug him in on a number four D-man playing with Dougie and our entire brain trust thinks you know what this guy might be better than the a that's yeah. like a pretty big jump for him to make at age like 25 100 so i like don't have a ton of faith that we're gonna see Watherspoon like in a consistent role this year man i remember thinking like wow between Watherspoon and pat siloff like that's that's two of the six you know man. right there i still love siloff he just like can't do it but i really really want him to be good i think he's bad I'm ready. I'm ready to throw the towel on him. It's all about Shillington now, baby. Yeah. It's all about the big O. I like. I think he needs another year. You don't see defensemen come up at age 20 very much, but I don't know. Who says he can't be our? Uh, don't say Aaron Ekblad because like they're two different players. I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, what other 18 year old defenseman was in the league last year? He's like the only one. No, but he's not. He's not 18. He's 19, isn't he? He was 19 last season. So, so now he's 20. That's and then who's the fucking? Uh, oh my god. His name's escaping me right now. The Swedish dude that plays for the fucking stars that had a million points in the Klingberg. first half. Klingberg. Why can't he be Klingberg? 
How old was Klingberg last year? 20? Probably like 20, 21, maybe. Uh, I think 22, and that's a big two years. That's a lot of that's true. adding weight, adding skill, adding yep. intelligence. Definitely. And defensemen, you know, the old cliches, they take longer to develop, they do. right? So, 100%. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I hope we get to see some big O this year. I'm going to be excited to see him for, like, preseason and shit. Yeah. And, like, depending how the season goes, if we, like, lock up a spot or we're, like, in the pisser again, yeah. I bet you we'll see him for four or five games at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. And then 2017, 18, he'll be right there in camp looking for a top six spot. Yeah, especially if Tyler Wallerspoon looks bag this year. Yeah, and we tell him to go pound sand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suck 11. Kick rocks. <laughs> Kick rocks. You guys ever watch that Simpsons episode with Johnny Tight Lips and he gets shot? No. It's like, Johnny Tight Lips, who shot you? I didn't see nothing. It's like, well, what do I tell the police? Tell them to go suck a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> ah, television. Okay. Uh, is that all we got? Do we do we care about forwards that are still on the market? I feel like... When yeah, we, we can touch on that. Cody, pull out the fucking laundry list of ex-Calgary Flames <laughs> that are still free agents. Oh, all right. Well... Hold on. We got David Jones, Curtis Glencross, who we talked about last week. Papa Hoods, right? Yeah, Yuri Hoodler. Um, uh, who else probably there? Blair Jones, Blake Como, <laughs> probably Blake Como, Bill Arnold, Bill Arnold. Yeah. Am I Bill Arnold? Kenny Agostino. Yeah. God, that Aguila trade was a fucking mess. We got Klimchuk. He like still might be a thing. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's, he's, he's definitely a guy. Uh, Bryce Van Brabant. Yeah. He's, he will see him working at Canadian Tire. He's done. <laughs> Man, like, if Verbata goes from 5 mil to 1 mil, like, if you get Yuri Hudler for 1 mil, do you not do that? That might be, like, the reunion tour I want to see. Or is if that we can, signing... If we can bring in Ole Jokic in twice, if we can bring in fucking Mike Camilleri twice, why can't we bring in Papa Hoods twice? You traded him for an asset, you got something for it, and now if you can get him at a discount, why the fuck not? Man, the least do that to Daniel Winnick every Every year. single year. <laughs> they have traded Daniel Winnick for, like, eight draft picks in, like, three different transactions. They're and in it to Winnick, sign him and you, trade man. him. In it to Winnick. <laughs> I mean, the, the Flames did that to Brandon Prust. Yeah, that's right. He got there. traded twice. Yeah, they <laughs> traded him for Oliokinen, didn't yeah. they? And then from I Phoenix. From and Phoenix is that where we got Oli the first time? Yes. Is it? Yes. Yeah. And then I think the se- either the season before or the season after they traded him to New York with Oli. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> it might because they traded like from Calgary. He went to New York. Right? I thought he went to Montreal for Rene Bork. Does that not sound oh, right? Oh, that might sound right. Or no, Bork, Mon- Rene Bork Bork and Brandon Trust for Michael Camilleri. That sounds right. Yeah. God, what a piece of shit trade that is for Montreal. <laughs> oh, I know. Yo, but I like Brandon Prust. But I mean, I don't know. He's the namesake of my fantasy hockey team. The Prusty Trombones. The world man. champion, Prusty Trombones. God, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But like, okay, so in all seriousness, Yuri Hudler for a million bucks, is that going back to the same well that like clearly didn't work? Or is that like... No, fuck no. I like Yuri Hudler. Bring him back for a million dollars. Bring him back for two million dollars. Bring him back for three and a half. We have like 15 mil of cap space and Johnny and Sean Sean John are going to be like 14. Yeah. But Schmid goes on LTIR that frees up three and a half. Yeah. Like there might be room for another signing, but you You could only have one. Chris Russell or Yuri Hudler. Chris Russell. Really easy. Who would you rather pick? have hoods? Really? Yeah, I think our wing talent sucks. It's nice, like kind of in that having that comfort 
that he had like whatever 50 points like it wasn't great last year but yep. he knows how to play with those two so if Shinkaruk doesn't work out Kachuk goes back to junior Klimchuk sucks I like the versatility there he's you a like, guy who like if everything works out he plays in your third line with presumably Sam Bennett and yeah. if everything goes poorly he can go up and down the lineup like you were saying and like everyone wants forward depth right yeah like last year forward got hurt and it's like Kate well David Jones is playing on the wing with Gaudreau and Monaghan like that's a fucking nightmare yeah, but being able to like pull Yuri Hoodler off your third line—that's like a huge improvement. Yep, and that's a guy who can help round out that second power play unit. Yeah. unit, and you know, presumably make the power play better all around. And like the precedent has been set. Like Verbata is like kind of the same player. Used to be really offensively talented, kind of old, and like no one really wants him anymore. Is from the Czech Republic. Yeah, and like <laughs> signed for a million bucks. Back in the in the team that he came from, mm-hmm. tested free agency, didn't find any greener grass, came home. Yep. Yuri for a mill, like Yuri for a mill. I'm in, man. Papa Hoods, welcome back. Yeah. It's kind of like if the Raptors ever, ever, ever get an opportunity to get Vince Carter. They're for not a getting Vince Carter. We've been oh, over this. Please stop. Hashtag bring Vince home. <laughs> He's like 44. Vince was, was like on the, the cover of player. NBA 98. Think no, about that. No, it was 2004. No way. He was like 30 in 2004. No, no. It, was, it was 100% NBA Live 2004. Yeah. What yeah. year did Vince Carter get drafted? Oh, I don't know. He dra- played as an 18-year-old for the Raps, right? Probably. In like, what year did he win no. the dunk contest no. with his elbow in the thing? That was 2001? 1999. What? 2001. Man, Vince Carter's like old as fuck. 2001 Raptors are a legendary team in the new NBA game. And they had two uh, all-stars really? that year. That's yeah. a legendary team? Yeah. Are they, like, really desperate or what? Well, the fucking 76ers that went all the way to the finals with just Allen Iverson and four guys who played defense, they're a legendary oh, team, too. Didn't that team have, like, Chauncey Billups on it? No, Chauncey Billups was a piston. Oh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> nice. That's a, good, that's a good use of the drop, Cody. Well done. You're getting better at this. But, yeah, uh, you know, Gary Hoodler... This is a team that, like, fucking, again, like we said, brought Ole Okunin in twice, brought Mike Camilleri in Corey twice, Sarich, brought Alex agent. Tangay in twice, brought Ka- brought Craig Conroy in twice. They love bringing the same fucking guys back. Can we bring in Dean McCam in twice, too? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Steven Reinprecht and Sean Donovan and Philly Neiman and all them boys. Bring them all back. Reinprecht. Yeah, Chris Simon. Yeah. Darren McCarty. He might have been a flame twice. Shouldn't was have been a flame once, if so. you ask me. No, just the once. I think he was just the one time. Man, shout out Theron to Grindr. Fleury almost had a comeback. You remember yeah. that preseason where he was lighting it up? Like, okay, everyone I talked to was like, yeah, like the hands are still there, but just the guy's just, he's not, not fast anymore. It's just very slow. He's very much a 40-year-old man playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Best beer league player out there, though. And he scored that sick, scored like, that fucking... goal in the shootout. Yeah. The entire city went nuts. Yeah. Theo Fleury's my favorite player. I love him. Go little people. Go white people. Go white people. Shout out to Theron Fleury's country album. <laughs> is that a thing? It, it really is. It is, really is a thing, man. Whoa. Is it just awful, I'm sure. It's not the worst thing ever. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I'm sure. I've heard a lot of bad things. <laughs> um, it's listenable. He is in the same fantasy football league as both you and I, so he's heard some like terrible I've things. I've heard some very, very subpar Man, my battle raps are awesome. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So 
forwards. Uh, is there any goalies that we want to come back? Maybe uh, uh, send Roman Turk a $1 million deal. Curtis Joseph. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Brathwaite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Leave it on a positive note. Cardi Ramos still a free agent. There's another one, hey? Is Hiller still? No, he's, uh, he's in Switzerland in now. Yeah, he's gone forever. Yeah. We literally shot him into space. See you, Jonas. My okay. name is Jonas. Okay. Um, okay, let's Before, yeah. Up. Letting in okay, the Cody, gold. Um, yeah, get, get ready here. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. I'm your host, Joe Evanzata. For Matt Gee, for Cody Dickinson, thank you so much for listening. Cody, hit that music thanks to play us out. Thanks for all you've shown us. Oh, my God. Just fucking <laughs> put a bullet in my head. <laughs>